Hello, welcome to Currently Trending, Harper's Bazaar Arabia's weekly podcast. I'm Millie Midwood, the Deputy Digital Editor. And I'm Elizabeth, the Social Media Manager. In this series, we'll be interviewing some of the region's most prolific shapeshifters, chatting to the new generation of Arab women and finding out what makes the world of fashion, beauty and celebrity in the Middle East tick. Hello and welcome back to season two, episode three, I think, of Harper's Bazaar Arabia's currently trending podcast. I'm Elizabeth, the social media manager, and this week I'm throwing it back to a conversation I had a few months ago with the king of sequins, Michael Halpin, and fashion and buying director, Natalie Kingham of MatchesFashion.com, where we spoke about breaking into the industry, the challenges both of them have faced, the future of e-commerce and how this dynamic duo became a wonderful match made in fashion wonderland. So I hope you enjoy it and do let me know what you think. Um, as always, our socials are in the, the description below. So for our listeners who may not know about you, um, Michael, can you give an introduction to yourself? Uh, I, uh, I'm 30 years old. I did my undergraduate course study uh, in Parsons in New York City, where I'm from. And I went to work for a couple of years and then I went back to do my master's at Central St. Martin's in London, which is what brought me to the UK, where I am now based. After the master's, I started to work um, at Versace doing the couture collections while simultaneously starting Halpern. And that was two years ago. Here we are. You're so young. <laughs> You've achieved it's so incredible young. how much you've achieved. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's remarkable. Thank you. That's very nice. I think you're a very old, wise soul mm. as well. I like that, though. Yeah. I, but I, I think that you, I think when you, when you, I've been working since I was really young. I'm not, mm. I didn't, you know, have a, you know, summers and I always was interning or working somewhere. And I think, Maybe that's where a lot mm. of how we've become close and our friends to everyone has worked their whole life. It's no one's just been floating. You have to you have to work and that's mm. important, that ethic. I am Natalie Kingham. I am my age is getting on actually. I still feel like I'm a teenager, but I'm actually in my forties. Um, and I have always worked in fashion, um, but I've done many different things in fashion. So I have worked as um, a stylist. I've worked on people's brands. I've had my own brand. I have wholesale collections and I've worked in retail. Um, originally, I wanted to figure out a way of how I could travel and work in fashion. So originally I tried to do fashion photography and to try and work at a magazine. Um, so I've literally tried all different areas of fashion, but it's given me a really good 360 degree understanding of how it works, mm. how the PR works, how editorial works, how production works, how designers work. Um, but most, I really, really enjoy buying and retail. I love seeing women getting really excited about clothes and how it makes them feel and playing a part in in that um i find very satisfactory just perfect collaboration then between you both yeah, <laughs> it is. Literally. yeah. so mother can you describe natalie in three words Ooh, honest sensitive and can i do four go on honest sensitive humor 
and caring. Oh, lovely. Oh, that's, so lovely. that's very nice. Yeah. Natalie, Michael, in three or four words. Um, warm, generous, ambitious, and creative. Mm. That's lovely. So, how long have you actually both known each other? Two years. Mm. Natalie was my first buying appointment ever. Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah. And I walked into a very, very cold studio. Um, it was freezing cold, wasn't it? And you were really apologetic about yeah. how cold it was. But all I could see in the distance was this rack of amazing clothes. I was very excited to meet Michael. Um, and it was um, very unexpected to meet a man that was very warm and generous um, and creative and fun. We had a great appointment. Mm because the clothes were so strong and so glamorous, but uh, Michael is so kind of gentle and warm. So it was, but then he's very, very wise and very smart. So it was, um, we really, I really enjoyed that meeting. And then we realized that we actually really enjoyed each other's company. Mm. Yeah. That meeting was, uh, as, as I said, it was our first ever sales appointment. It was, it was in my first studio in the, the space above my first studio in a neighborhood, which we both, reside in and we set it up we went to columbia road flower market which is this beautiful little flower market in in eastland and we bought a bunch of beautiful flowers and we set it all up and we were ready for the appointment and it was really intimidating as as a designer to show your clothes to someone like natalie before knowing her you know of course she has a reputation in the industry and she's she is matches fashion and it's uh it was a really nerve-wracking thing because you don't know how people are going to react to it. Of course, there's the press side that comes after the show, but that's a different story to to buying and sales, which is something I knew nothing about and I'm slowly learning about. But what was great about Natalie is that she was able to explain how it was going to happen, what was going to happen, how the process works, and to be guided by someone who is both equally smart and sensitive to us not really knowing what we were doing was very comforting and that's important for me to feel comfortable and Natalie does that very, very well. So after your debut collection, was it you who actually picked up for matches? Do you actually buy the person? Yeah, I did. I was already um, aware of Michael. I was getting a lot of images coming through on Instagram and I was see I could see what was going on and I was already very um how am I gonna find what what is this? How am I gonna find this? Um and equally I think people were saying to Michael you should go and meet Natalie at Matches Fashion. Mm-hmm. So we were very lucky. The the stars were aligning us together and mm-hmm. um yeah I was thrilled to work with him on his first collection. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it is important when you're working with a designer who and it's their first collection that you do look after and take care mm-hmm. and um exactly as Michael says because there's a, you know it's a, it's a big deal for for everybody and it's mm. and you want to do things correctly but a lot mm. of the time people aren't sure how the process is going to work and what we need to do and what we don't do and I'm really happy to kind of be a part of that having done so many different roles in my in my career I understand where people can get nervous or or, or worried and and equally I think that there's um lots of buying teams um, and retailers that don't always appreciate the, the, the challenges that a designer um, can face when they're producing their first collection as mm. well. It's kind of much made in heaven. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were lucky. Your collection harnessed a lot of media attention and it also caught the attention of Versace. So how did you kind of split your time between your own work mm. and consulting for the atelier there? Yeah. Uh, so right when I right when I graduated from St. Martin's, actually before I graduated from St. Martin's, um, Sarah Mower introduced me to the team at Versace and we went the next day and met with her and the team and uh, I started that week. Um, so that was before graduation, but I, even at that time I didn't have time to go to graduation because we were working on Halpern's first collection and I was at Versace. So I was going back and forth every week. Uh, I would do like two, three days in Milan and then two, three days in London and we were working out of my out of my apartment in, in London. But, you know, it was really easy because they were, you know, you're gaining so much working at an atelier like that. People who have been there for for 40 years, through Johnny, through Donatella, and you see the craftsmanship and the history and the deeply rooted familial values that a company like that has. And it's something that inspires you as a designer, as a very, very, very young business person, how you want your company to work, how you want your designers to work. Uh, it's a very, it's a, it's an exciting, um, it's an exciting thing to, to be able to experience at, at such an early stage in your career. And as the seasons went on, I was there for a few seasons, it just got too much, me going back and forth. And Donatella was, of course, super understanding about me needing to work on Halpern. And this is something that's really in her integrity to work with young designers. And she sees something and she harnesses them and she gives them a platform and she's supportive outwardly, not just it's not you don't hire someone and you don't speak about it. She's with Chris Kane, with me, with it's been an extraordinary experience and it's it's informed how I want my company to be in the future. What it's incredible, a, like, starting block. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's amazing. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't be thankful enough to her and to Sarah and to everyone to, who have set that up for me. It's, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And at Versace, what did you kind of learn for your, like, design? Did you kind of hone your design um, techniques? Is it- I think the most, <clears throat> the most important takeaway I took from from there was to trust your instinct and to uh, trust your gut, which is something that I work a lot on. I think that's something that Natalie actually works a lot on. And it's something, you know, in a fitting with her when she sees something and it's not necessarily Versace and doesn't feel right, she knows immediately. And that's something that is the most incredible thing to see with someone like her and even people we work with now, it's that the people who I, I look up to and who I admire so much have that real that real sense of self and what is their brand, what isn't their brand. And to trust yourself is is the biggest takeaway I took from there. Authenticity is very important to you then. I think it's the most important thing in fashion now. I think whether you're a, a retail company or a designer or a stylist or even a, a hairstylist, makeup artist, is to be authentic. I think that's what the world is looking for. I think that's how you'll make things that your customers will connect with emotionally. If it feels like you, if it's a really powerful and singular point of view, I think that's how I work. And I, I can't speak for Natalie, but I, I think authenticity is 
is so important. Even though obviously, you know, people recognize Harpen as kind of the feel-good party wear glamour, do you think you, when you design your clothes, when you design your collections, you kind of think with making a political statement in mind, do you think of... Yeah, you know, I think everything is a political statement, whether it's clothes or food or, you know, journalism, anything. But uh, it's not as overt of as in a political statement for us. It's much more about escapism and fantasy and and giving yourself a break from really harsh realities that are really present today. So it's not, you know, we're not going to put a logo T-shirt on with a political statement, but it's a little bit more subversive than that. It's about going out and feeling something and experiencing something that that you that will let off steam, that will make you feel free, that will give you a, a moment of happiness in, in a world that's a little scary right now. Mm. I think that's what fashion is, though, yeah. on a whole. Mm. That's, that's why everyone wears fashion. Mm. That's, mm. Why you, that's why you dress. So how did the collaboration then come to fruition between you two? Well, we've always worked on exclusives mm-hmm. anyway. So um, we always look at the collection quite carefully together and um, Michael always makes suggestions and we come up with some ideas and um, exclusives and and that's always been very popular with our customers. So um, it was a natural evolution to come up with a a capsule um, and to come up with some, some things that are kind of really out there and some more easy pieces to wear and colorways and mm-hmm. i mean the more you work with a brand and the more the designer works on their own brand the more that they learn about the brand themselves and it becomes a lot easier to kind of think about what we need and what the customers enjoy because mm-hmm. you know the first time that you work on a collection and it's the first collection you have all these ideas possibly about what the consumer's going to love and what the press are going to love and then there'll be oh my God, I never thought that was going to do so well. Mm. And that's been the bestseller. And you can build and grow a brand that way. And that's where I step in, really. The creative side is all left to Michael, but I I can come armed with a little bit of data to help Mm. structure where the collection could go in the future. Not too much data. I don't like too much data. I like data, but I like it to kind of... I like to have it there to make some informed decisions, Mm. but then... You, you should just be able to tear it all up and do whatever you want. So um, it was very easy. I think it's, it's, you know, of course, Natalie comes with data and she, you know, but I don't think that's the most important thing that Natalie comes with. It's with heart and it's with knowing people and it's, it's with knowing how, how women want to feel and how they want to dress. And I think that's something, you know, there it's not just business on the buying side. It is superbly an art and it is creative and it is building a world within a brand that works for whoever you're selling to. And there is a hugely creative part to that. It's, it's not just a, a business and a buying. It's, it is, there is an, it's truly an art form, same way as a designer, same way as a sculptor, same way as someone who does you know, layout or graphics, whatever. There is a very, very particular art that a lot of people are not good at. So I think when it comes to this collaboration, it was, you know, as Natalie said, it is, it's us discovering the brand and what is doing well, things that we never thought would do well, kind of the more extraordinary shapes and the really special pieces seem to do well. And it's something that we thought would just be for runway, but people really want to buy it. So that's, 
definitely a learning curve for us. Uh, and it's something that Natalie and Matches has really guided us through with a very gentle hand. And it's something you need as a small brand. You can't be asked to do, you know, a million different things that your brand can't afford. But that's so nice about being with someone like Natalie, where she understands the nuances and the particular things when it comes to a small fashion business, because she's been in so many different aspects mm -hmm. of the industry. And I think having that knowledge and experience really is able, enables her to be super sensitive to us and while pushing us. And you need that as a young brand. And Natalie, in terms of the Middle East, where do you see the future? Have you come? Um, well, at the moment, it's certainly a, a, a growing market for us, um, which is really great to see. Um, and normally, when we, I, I think that, that trend will continue to grow. I think it's very important. We're a luxury brand and a luxury business, and um, the products select uh, the product selection that we do is very carefully curated. Um, and I think as the customers. Um, shop with you and understand the beautiful packaging and that when you open up your box that the garment looks even better than it does online and that people trust that that will get, gain more and more momentum. Um, I do hear my CEO talking a lot about how the luxury uh, e-commerce businesses are just going to kind of escalate going forward as well. So I think um, we're all on track and we're working very hard to make sure that for the customer, because the customer is very much at core of what we do, that um, she's enjoying the whole process of online shopping and, and the benefits yeah. of it as well. But um, yeah. I think it's all about customer choice because we do a lot of private shopping. We have Carlos Place and it depends on how you want to shop that we're there for you to shop in whichever way you want, yeah. whether you want personal contact or whether you just want to do it online. Mm. It's it's all available and that's what was really at the heart of the DNA of growing the mattress fashion mm. brand. So obviously you've been with mattress for eight years and obviously you've obviously seen the business landscape and the fashion landscape evolve as it rapidly increased more recently because of social media and like the digital kind of advancements or you know what do you what do you see well i think um it's been an incredible journey with mattress fashion but what we saw on that journey was just opportunity and um i think that um our co-founders Tom and Ruth Chapman looked all the time at opportunities really on a daily, monthly, weekly basis. Um, we had strategies in mind but there was opportunities all the time and I think it really taught me to be very flexible and to look for those opportunities. So you could be thinking that you're going to go in one direction and then the next minute something happens and you shift in the other direction. So I think I learned to be very flexible and to go where the opportunities are and to work hard at that and to there are a lot a lot of opportunities on the um, e-commerce landscape and with the rise of Instagram and social media we saw um, you know lots of areas of our business grow because maybe women are photographing themselves more and showing more outfits and and we took that as an opportunity and um, yeah it's it's been a very interesting journey and I am looking into the future for more opportunities. I think at the moment we're very excited to partner more and more with brands and to showcase and highlight um, exclusives and collaborations and brands that are more of a journey of a journey of discovery and with Carlos Plays to make 
it a very experiential kind of shopping experience. Mm -hmm. If you want a physical experience, that it's something that is a very special experience and that to drive consumers in, into bricks and mortar needs to really be a great experience just like it is online. So I think it's interesting how we're kind of looking at our physical experience as well as our digital as well. Yeah. And I think that really is setting setting us apart at the moment. Your customer experience online and offline is totally immersive. How do you see this evolving? Do you think it's going to, digital is going to kind of advance further, virtual reality? How do you see? Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. One of the things that um, I'm really enjoying at the moment is podcasts and watching that grow in our business as well. So creating our own content um, and it means that when we're really passionate about a designer we want that story to be told or whether it's an artist or a chef it's the whole kind of world and community of artistic creative things that I think is really important so creating that kind of community through podcasts and a lot of the events at Carlos Place can be around music um, art and food I, I see all of these things kind of coming together a lot more um, and I think that world is going to become more immersive. Virtual reality, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, it could be interesting. Do you think? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know I, if I want to see myself 360 yeah. degrees yeah. in a mirror. I would never want to do that. <laughs> I barely want to see myself in a mirror. <laughs> virtual reality is not something I really understand. Mm. Uh, I get that you can have a, you know, a bot of yourself, you know, on, mm. you can dress yourself. I, that's my understanding of virtual reality. There's someone on my team who's very into it, uh, and he has a very interesting view of it, and it's exciting, and he gets so excited about it. And that's when I start to understand it, and that's when I can feel that momentum. But for me as a designer, I work in a very old school way. Um, I drape everything by hand. I don't sketch so much. I don't use a computer. Um, I don't use, I don't know how to use CAD or Photoshop or anything like that, which is something that we were taught very heavily at uni and people use at uni, but I still, instead of collaging something on a computer, I still photocopy and cut things out by hand and use a glue stick or whatever, you know, I, <laughs> I don't use a lot of technology in my work. Of course, we use it when it comes to print design and <clears throat> when it comes to sequin layout, but we'll still we'll still draw it by hand and we'll still placement on paper. It's uh, I don't use so much technology in, in the studio and, and, and with us, but I understand it. Same with social media. It's not my focus right now, and I, I know I'm, I, I, I'm behind on that. But it's just not something that feels authentic to me. I would never, I don't really go around taking pictures or I would never take a selfie and upload. It's just like, why would anyone want to look at me? You know, it's not about me. It's about the clothes. It's about the women. So I'm a little bit removed from that. But maybe I think that's will really change. interesting, though, because I think there's always going to be a place for the, the physical, like mm, you said, mm. especially when you're creative, to mm. drape on a mannequin mm -hmm. and to cut and paste. Mm -hmm. I still like a bit of cut. I did a yeah. buy the other day and I had all the pictures photocopied laid yeah. out on the floor. Pritzed it. So and nice. I was like, oh gosh, I nobody else does it. Does so, it like this. Yeah, but, but you come to it. the showroom in Paris and, and we you're do that, on the floor. We, yeah. and I don't know a lot of buyers who will get on 
or at least you know fashion and buying directors that will get on the floor with you in Paris when they have a busy day and lay out the images and spend time with you. There's an art, as I said before, there's an art to that, there's a creativity to that. I don't think, for me, and maybe some of the people I work with, I don't, I don't see technology totally replacing mm. that. Because if you don't have your hand in something, if you're not physically touching something, that at the end of the day, it's about clothes that you're going to wear and you're going to live in. I just, scary, it's yeah. a little scary. It's a little scary mm. that you could do everything on a computer or an Instagram or whatever it's called. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been incredible to meet you both. You've, both of you are equally so inspirational and oh, remarkable thank you. you thank you very much thank you thank you again for listening if you want to hear more from elizabeth and i then make sure you subscribe to this podcast as well as rate review and share it and we'll see you again next week